Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I'm joined with my two currently regular co-hosts, James Bunkle and Paul Flinders. Say hello to the universe. Hello. Hello to the universe. Yeah, well, one of you gets it right. <laughs> <laughs> they will be uh, reprising their roles as Rogar the Paladin Sorcerer, and, well, Varys, the Eldritch Knight. Yeah. Which we're about to see in action because last week we ended about to kick off some combat. To give everyone listening at home a little recap, we found our uh, friend Rogar in a tunnel being rescued by his little ghoul buddy who he'd met once before at the start of this whole Dreamlands quest. They dug their way out of the ground and made a bit of a trek across the desert and... Rogar learned that uh, Meatbone, the ghoul, was looking for some friends of his. Uh, you know, a small adventuring party or something. I don't know, just a bunch of ghouls that had gone off. Meatbone wanted to find them. Rogar eventually found out that what Meatbone was talking about was actually more like a legion of ghouls leading some sort of citywide invasion. Ah, you know, it's easy to mix the two up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah... On his way there, he found a, um, I forget, are you an elf or a half-elf? I'm a half-elf. You're a half-elf, yeah. We found a half-elf man on the floor, um, taking a little bit of a nap next to a lake, and Rogar decided to paralyze him and threatened to kill him, as Rogar does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Though, to be fair, I think it was Meatbone's suggestion that that they should crack his skull in with a massive stone. It it was. It was. Um... The two of them chatted. Rogar recounted his version of events of the uh, the revolution of Varadin. <laughs> Not quite what happened, but you know, what Rogar believes. <laughs> and the two of them decided to continue on the hunt for these uh, ghouls. Varys, the uh, new member, not really knowing where he was or what was going on, having got here seemingly by accident, but he hasn't really talked to Rogar as to what he's seen and what's gone on. And he's having little flashes of memory of the last uh, few moments. He does remember being on the material plane and what happened in between. And the pair of you are on your way to a city that you know as Sarnath, a city that was supposedly abandoned and the ghouls were going to go occupy. You started getting there and you saw this massive city on the other side of the lake. And then to the west side of the lake, you saw some... Shapes that may have been buildings, but you didn't go investigate that. You've gone straight to the big city. And as you made your way through a little um, outcropping of forest just before the main gates, you discovered a host of tracks, which you took to be the ghouls marching through, and that there was some sort of fight. And you found a number of skeletons on the floor and one rather pristine-looking skull that, when Varys picked it up, suddenly flared to life with uh, greenish flame. And... Got a surprise on you all, so we're gonna roll initiative. Hey, hey, <laughs> let's roll. First off, for my skull, a 21 from me. Yes, oh. I have to roll a d20, don't I, rather than initiative? Yep, yep. Hey, <laughs> so what's that come to? <laughs> <laughs> One because I have no initiative bonus. You have no decks. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. 
Okay. I mean, Dex is my lowest lowest value, so I may be dead instantly here. <laughs> well, it was a nice game to know you. My flame skull got a twelve. Oh, how that beats me! The two other skeletons, I got tens. Yeah, I'm last. <laughs> wow. You, wow, you were you were outdexed by some bones. Yeah, I got I got outdexed. I basically got outdexed by three dead bodies. <laughs> oh boy! So, uh, Rogar, you are surprised. So you go first, and you know for once it's funny that this happened because we were discussing this today. Don't think we've ever done surprise right in our game. Maybe like once or twice by mistake, but. Uh, now we're actually going to try to do it correctly because I looked up the rules. You know, that <laughs> thing I'm supposed to do as DM. Um, but in addition to that, before we start this combat, I will just take a moment to announce uh, a little discussion we had off pod and that we're going to start doing combat a little differently because I want uh, you guys listening at home and you, my uh, players here before me, I want you guys to feel very in the moment with like your role play and your choices. So we're going to start acting as if you do only have six seconds. Now, I'm not going to put a timer up on the screen. I'm not going to make it particularly laborious. But I want you guys to act almost on your gut instinct of, oh, I want to attack. Oh, I want to run over here. Oh, I want to cast this spell. Now, obviously, some leeway in terms of, I want to cast this spell, and then you got to look it up, because you, unless you know it off the top of your head, because you've used it a bunch, you've got time for that. I'm not going to be sat there with a timer just sort of tapping my watch as I uh, wait for you to make your uh, choices, but generally we're just going to try and get that kind of feeling going, and I'll try to do it as well with the enemies. Obviously, I have a lot to look up with enemies, but, you know, let's let's try get this going, and uh, I think this is a good time, especially with just two of you and a few enemies. Yeah, so, yeah. it's worth a try it. Try it out and see how it goes. Indeed. So, Rogar, on your turn, you are surprised as this uh, skull bursts into flame. Barris was holding it, but you kind of dropped it as it kind of as it yeah. exploded in fire. And the flame skull is right in front of you two, and these two skeletons are picking themselves up off the ground as they were stealthed and hiding from you. And you watch as this shadowy fire begins to burn inside of them, almost giving them this necrotic glow of life. It's quite disturbing as it fills up through their eye sockets and out of their rib cage and you are taken by surprise and that's the end of your turn Rogar yep. and it is the flame skull's turn it is going to cast fireball on the pair of you hey oh shit <laughs> so the flame skull starts to build up all this uh, actual greenish flame in its mouth and you can just hear it cackling just <laughs> and it shoots out the fireball and I actually just remembered I didn't roll someone's initiative Meatbone hey he, Two. Got, he got a six so <laughs> uh, far off. <laughs> yeah well worked out okay he still beat me he still beat you <laughs> six put my initiative track it meat six so, I need the pair of, actually, all three of you to make me dexterity saving throws. Hey, the one thing I'm grappa. And that is a DC 13. I got a three. Ooh, I think Meatbone failed as well, actually. Yeah, he got a 10. That's so good. I rolled a 10. Oh, do remember you're getting the uh, aura protection as well. So, Meatbone still failed, and Ferris still failed, and you still failed. That's just, just yes. really. Yeah. 
Luckily, I didn't roll too badly, so as this bolt of fire just comes out this thing's mouth and then suddenly explodes all around you, you all three take 23 points of fire damage. Jesus! <laughs> I need to figure this out now. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, I've got it. There we go. Ouch, that hurt. Yeah, that hurt a lot. <laughs> Fun times. And next up is my shadowy, horrible skeletons. And let's see what they do. Both of them are stood just like behind the flame skull as they were kind of picking themselves up off the ground. I'm going to say the first one is going to raise its hand up and it's going to fire these shadowy darts of energy at, let's say, Rogar. And I think that misses horribly. That's a 13. Yep, that misses. And let's say the second one... Second one's gonna do the same thing, actually. He's also gonna raise his hand and try to fire these shadowy dots at you. You notice Rogar as they fly past you. When they hit the ground, they burst into this little um, shadowy flame, but then flicker out. Ah, second one also misses with a 10. God damn you. Skeletons, <laughs> be better. <laughs> and that is the skeleton's turn. So, it is my boy Meatbone. What's Meatbone gonna do? Meatbone is. Yeah, he's going to run up to... Oh, does he go for the Flame Skull or does he go for the, the uh, Skeletons? Flame Skull did just explode him. He's going to run like around and between the skeleton, one of the Skeletons and the Flame Skull. And he's going to attempt to bite the Skull. Oh. So, let's see how he does. Ooh, uh, natural 19, so a 23. Nice. Meatbone just comes running round you, Varus, leaps into the air and bites down hard on the flame skull as it's starting to float up off the ground a little bit. Nice. And it takes... Uh, it takes four points of piercing damage. Meatbone is not very strong. That's still a good attack, though. Because it's a bite. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, does that make... Does that make the flame skull flank then? Is he on the opposite side or is he just in front of me, in between me and the... Ah, uh, he is in fact flanked, yes. So, this is your turn, Varys. Ooh. Right, Varys did not like getting his um, face exploded. So, he's going to attack the flaming skull just with his with his um, longsword. Um, okay. Where's my weapons? There they are. So yeah, just with the... Um, with the uh, long sword, and it's two attacks, isn't it? Uh, if you're not doing a uh, cantrip or anything, yes, take two swings at him. Yep, for now, so that would be 17 with 11. It'd be 13. 13? Is it with, with his flanked? Is it with advantage? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, I'm yeah. getting flanked. You roll with advantage. Either way, you hit, so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's AC is shockingly bad. <laughs> oh, that's, that's good to know. You know, it's just a little warm-up combat. I'm not going to murder you all immediately. <laughs> and again, a 21 with 10, sla 10 slashing damage. Slashing damage. Yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, you hammer hard on this floating skull, and you watch his little bits of fire just sort of go for sparking off this thing every time your long sword makes contact. You leave like a horrible crack down the side of the skull, but it's still just laughing maniacally at you like it just doesn't care. Oh. So, it is definitely looking hurt. Oh, so... Is it, like I say, I can't cast cantrips as a bonus from there, can I? 
Not unless you have a cantrip that specifically states it's a bonus action. No, I've got war magic. That's sort of a different thing entirely, though. Yeah. That's your uh, that your cantrip is an action, and then swing as a bonus action. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. So instead of having two attacks, it'd be cantrip and an attack rather than two yeah. attacks. Yeah. Right. I got it. I'm just. I'm still confused. <laughs> that's all right. It's a new class. So it takes yeah. a moment to get us into the thing, and that's uh, your turn done. Yeah. Pretty much. Cool. Rogar. Show me what you got. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, gonna pull out Eclipse and take a swing at. Um... Oh, actually, I just realised Varus should have been surprised. You wouldn't have got any of those attacks. As oh. would meet. Ah, fuck it. Whatever. We fucked it up. See, I can't do surprise right ever, so, you know. <laughs> no more surprise for anyone. No more rogues in this party. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> Whatever. Continue on. I fucked up. He takes the damage. Your, your turn, Rogar. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to take a swing of Eclipse at the uh, whichever one stood in front of me. Uh, so you're just going to go straight for the uh, Flame Skull? Yeah, yeah. If it's in front of me, I'm going to take him, try and take him out as fast as I can. Okay. Uh... It's a 16 and... Oh, I can roll, re-roll a dice. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, so that's a 16 and 14 slashing. 14 slashing. You bring Eclipse round and just this massive arc, almost doing like a, a baseball bat style swing on this little floating skull. And you take its jaw clean off, but it's still kind of just floating there with this little bit of flickering green flame that keeps flickering in and out now. It's like almost trying to, almost like it's being snuffed out, but it's just clinging on to life. Yeah, yeah I'll, take, I'll take another swing at him then. Uh, a 22 with 12. 22 with 12. You come crashing down on the top of the skull and it just shatters and flops to the floor. Its flames are finally extinguished. And I'll say that's your turn then, my dude. Yeah, yeah. My poor flame skull. Only got his one attack. <laughs> do, do I get any do I get any cleave damage with that? Well, if you'd have said you'd have moved, you would have, but you know what? I will I'll allow it. You take a little bit of extra damage onto the uh, shadow, uh, shadow skeleton on the right-hand side. So you would have done... That's interesting, yeah. So you cleave straight through the flame skull, and as you hit the shadow skull, your weapon doesn't do as much damage as you expect. Oh. It hits against the shadowy aura and seems to get slowed. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's... 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 that's uh... That's new. <laughs> right, it is my skeleton's turn. Um, hmm. One of them, the one that you didn't hit, Rogar, is going to again try fire some darts at you. Ah, it's another miss. These guys do not have the best to hit, which makes me sad. Um, the second one, now that he's in combat with you, however, is going to... Um, move around you a little bit and get a little bit of flanking action himself and he's going to attack you with his scimitar he's going to make two attacks with advantage um, that would be a 21 that hits that hits yeah okay uh, he is going to do oh wow I rolled pathetically um, four points of slashing damage to you four yep okay and his second attack that is a 22 that hits uh, as well. 22, yep, that hits. Cool. And this time he does eight points of slashing damage. Okay. So he just darts around you quickly and just hammers at you with this old, rusty-looking scimitar. And 
actually manages to get past your uh, heavy armor and leaves a couple of cuts just on your side. And uh, that is their turns done. Meatbone! Meatbone, what are you doing? You're going to try claw at one of these skeletons. The one that is not stabbing at Rogar. Okay. Ooh. And he definitely hits. But, uh, let's see how much damage he does. So he's going with his claw attack this time. And, hmm. You watch um, Varus as he's attacking the one that's basically in front of you at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets it with a solid blow with both his claws. And again, that shadowy aura inside this thing seems to blunt the damage. And this thing doesn't seem to take a lot of it, much in the way of a destructive force. Right. And, uh, Barris, your turn. Right, I'm going to try something here. I'm going to cast a cantrip okay. at the one that Meatbone has just attacked. Sure. So I'm going to cast Firebolt at okay. it. So cast a spell, so that'd be 10 fire damage. Uh, you need to roll to attack. Oh, so that'd be d20. Yeah. Yes, it should be on the spell. Uh, let me just look at your sheet quickly. I've just clicked on cast spell. You need an attack roll. Ah, right. I'll click again then. Yeah. There we go. 13 with 7. 13. 13 actually hits. These guys don't have much AC. Ah. But, uh, again, when you um, hit this thing with fire, you notice its fire almost gets dull the, the fire of your firebolt almost gets dulled by the shadowy flame inside of it and right. again, you do less damage right okay i'm going to then obviously I've, i can still attack so i'm going to i'm just going to hit it with my sword okay um because there's not much else i can really do because it's a bonus action mm-hmm. so i will attack with the long sword 14 and 5 slashing 14 hits, but again, doesn't do too much. Mm, falls. Uh, and it is your turn, Rogar. And do remember, you killed the Flame Skull. So, Eclipse suddenly starts glowing with that same dark aura it always has, but it starts to expand and absorb the light around it. And you just feel a rush of power. I think I've asked this before, but I can't remember. Is Lay on Hands a bonus action or not? Ah, uh, it's an action, I believe. Action typical. Um, okay, then, um, yeah, I'm gonna take a swing with Super Clips. Okay. Uh, a 19 with 15, and I'm gonna stick a Divine Smite on the end of that. Boom. Interesting. Uh, and these are undead. Yes. As you may imagine being skeletons. <laughs> yeah, so. So I can roll 3d8, something like that. Yep. So, uh, that is 30 damage. Uh, so you notice, even with a souped-up Eclipse, your blade doesn't do too much to it, but as soon as you pump that Divine Smite into it, that overwhelming explosion of energy briefly disperses all that shadowy uh, flame, and it takes the full brunt of that damage at the very least, and you see this thing is now quite hurt. You watch some of its ribs crack, and it almost stumbles to the side, but it's... Still hanging in there. Okay, okay. Hmm. And uh, second attack. Oh, yes. Forgot I had two attacks then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, second attack. Uh, take a little swing at it. Uh, that's 19 and 23. Uh, damn. 
Oops, it's fucking hard when it's souped up. Uh, <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> However, not hard enough. Because, once again, reduce damage. <laughs> I like these shadow skeletons. They're uh, annoying. <laughs> yeah, they really are annoying. <laughs> but yeah, this this one that you've been wailing on is close to falling apart. Again, like with the, uh, with the flame skull where its fire started to flicker, you're seeing some of the shadowy energy start to disperse and leak away from its body. It is barely clinging on. But, uh, that's your turn done. Yep. Shadow skeletons! Attack Rogar! <laughs> with a natural one and a two. Wait, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> And then a, okay, on its second attack, a 21. That hits. That hits. Good. You take six points of slashing damage. Okay. Uh, the other one, now that Varus is all up in its grill, it's going to attack you. Yeah. Which is without advantage, but that's also a 21. Well, the natural 16 again. That hits. That's it. That hits. Okay, you take eight points of slashing damage. Awesome. And its second attack... Ah, it's a massive miss with a natural three. Yeah, that so, definitely misses. <laughs> yeah. So the first swing comes down and takes you a little bit by surprise as you just don't expect these skeletons to be able to move as quickly as they can. But then after you're left with just a small little cut across your side, you just bring up your shield and knock the scimitar away. Aye. It is our uh, ghoulish friend's turn. He is going to go full claw. Wow, natural 19. Fucking hell. He's a beast. Meatbone is doing well. <laughs> I am rolling way too well for Meatbone. Um, <laughs> that's seven points of damage. Halved. Right. That is Meatbone's turn. As he sinks his claws in again and starts trying to rip off one of these things' bones. He's like, Mmm. Food. <laughs> starts trying to lick at it. Which the skeleton <laughs> is not happy about. Um, Varys, you're up. Yeah, yeah Varys didn't like being cut. Um, how close are these two skeletons stood together. Uh, they are both effectively flanking Rogar, and you and Meatbone are flanking one of them. So mm. you're all in a big pile of uh, fight at the moment. Right, I best not cast that spell then. Um, yeah, because I have an area of effect spell, which I was considering. So maybe not, because it'll get Rogar as well. We don't want okay. that. No, um, that, that wouldn't be appreciated. No. Um, right. So we'll get the other bit of fine china, I think. No, maybe not. Well, just so I'll tell you, the one that's in front of me, the one that me and Meatbone are flanking, mm -hmm. I shall just straight up just attack it with. Ooh, now then. No, I'll just do the box and a longsword. I'll attack it twice with that. Cool. And hope it goes down. So, first one is seven. Is it 17 with nine? Yep. Yeah. It's uh, reduced. Yeah. And again. Okay, you strike at it with your longsword, and unfortunately, uh, the little longsword's not quite as powerful as Eclipse, so you're chipping away at this thing's bones, but it's still quite um, quite solid at this point. Yeah. Mm. Alright. Rogar, you're up, and the skeleton in front of you is looking shaky. Yeah, so I'll take another swing at it, try and finish this thing off. Eclipse is still souped up, so I'm pretty, uh, pretty confident. Oh. Did you remember to burn a spell slot to use Eclipse as well? I did. I burned a second level spell slot, so I have two oh, hours worth of Eclipse. Two hours? Nice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's a 20 with 24. 
That's got to turn it to dust, I hope. Wow. Even with this thing's resistance, you smash Eclipse right through this creature's collarbone, straight into that shadowy darkness, and you watch as Eclipse just absorbs the flame and crashes through to the ground and leaves this thing in two chunks as it just falls apart to nothing more than a pile <laughs> of bones. That was uh, awesome. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to... So, um... I'm going to turn and take another take a swing at the uh, the re one remaining skeleton. Cool. So if you move up to that one, this will be an advantage because now all three of you are just jumping all over this thing. All right. So, oh god. Um. So that's a 27 with 20 slashing, and I'll stick a defense smite on the end of it as well. <laughs> okay. Try and finish this thing off. Let's uh, let's get out of here. Um. So that's uh, another 11 on top of that. So it's 31 damage. You hurt this thing bad. You basically blow up its entire right arm and it just goes flying away, but it is still alive, just kind of swinging its scimitar around in its left arm. And it's just going to wildly flail at... Um, let's flail at Varus again. Hey! Ooh, natural 19. That hits... That's a my my AC's nineteen, so that beats that, it. That's a twenty-four. Oh right, okay. I said natural nineteen. Oh right, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that hits. Yeah, and that is ten points of slashing damage. And then uh, his second attack misses, so he just cuts you one last time with this rusty-looking scimitar. You're worried that this thing might just leave you with an infection. It looks that horrible, but this shadow skeleton is struggling to stay with its form and on that Meatbone is going to attempt to rip out his uh, rip out his ribcage with a couple of claw attacks and hits hurts it but not quite enough yeah deals three points of damage after reduction this thing loses a rib as Meatbone just lunges at it and actually rips it out and you just watch the shadowy flame start to just billow out of the center of this thing's chest and it is your turn, Varys. What do you do? Right, Varys is extremely pissed off. He did not like that rusty bit, rusty shit hitting him. <laughs> so, Varys just looks a good, you absolute utter motherfucker. And I'm going to get the fine china out, and I'm going to cast Scorching Ray at second level. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to cast, cast a spell. So there you go. It is three rays of damage. You can aim at one or several key targets. Target takes two d6 of two d6 of damage, so that would be six. Yeah, six d6 damage it would be to it, would it not? With three rays all because it says it can aim as one or several creatures. Uh, yeah, I mean, but you would fire. You still fire them individually if you're doing that. Yep. So that's your, fine. Um, your spell isn't correct in World 20, but we can fix that in a moment. Right. Uh, but I'll say if I just take the two first two plus the upgraded. You, you blow this thing away, it had fuck all health left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Varys was fuming. <laughs> Varys was pissed. So you uh, you raise your hand and you let loose with this uh, scorching ray and it just blasts this creature into smithereens. And that is combat over with. You stand with these skeletal bones all around you. I was oh. going to look over at Varys like, eh, not bad little man, not bad. Yeah, it's amazing what I can do when I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe just a slight overkill there. <laughs> um, 
Because I need to get this looked at. <laughs> Is there anything that we can like loot on these guys at all? No. You can take some bones and rusty scimitars if you want. Uh, well, no, they're probably not going to be worth anything, like. But you know, um, I, was, I just I didn't know. You know, you never know what anything might have on it. Hmm, I'm debating about taking a rusty scimitar. Hmm. But um, yeah, can I take a, like a perception check to see if there are any more like you know. Those bunches of bones on the floor, like you know, that I can see around us or anything like that, just in case these weren't the only ones. Uh, do me, do we, yeah, do me a perception check on scout the area, see what you see. I'll open up my uh, my helm so I can get advantage. 14. 14. Um, from this area, all you can see is the bones that are right in front of you and a number of what you would guess is signs of battle because you can see. On the trees, there's been um, claw marks and scrapes. You can see lots and lots of what you guess are footprints that are just like mudded over the top of each other. Too many to really make out any particular lead, but there's just so many of them. You have to assume this is where the ghouls came through. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just gonna turn to meet and be like, right, let's let's carry on. We need to either find somewhere to rest up, or you know find the ghoul legion as soon as possible. Uh, Meat just sort of nods up and down at you like, yes, yes, we must go. It's, it's not far now. Look. And he kind of points through some of the gaps in the trees and you can just about see what you guess is the main entrance to this city. Like it's a massive, massive gate. And do you guys just follow after him as he runs ahead? Uh, yeah, as we're going, I might use some uh, some lay on hands as well because even if, if we do get a chance to rest, it comes back. So... Okay, so yeah, how much are you spending? Uh, I'm going to spend 20. Okay. Because I've, I've got 30 in total, so... Just a quick question, how do you use hit dice, and can I use them while travelling? No, it's on a short rest, is hit right, dice. Right, okay, okay. But I do have, what do I have about the inventory? Because that, that fight, as much as it, you know, we got through it, it did actually hurt a little bit. So, <laughs> I have... Um, was it called Kira Tom's ointment on me? Mm. Um, I have four uses of it, and can I use one of them, please? Uh, of course, you can. So you take out your little jar of ointment and uh, start dabbing yourself with the uh, potion within this sort of creamy ungent as yeah. you wipe it on the the kind of nasty looking scimitar wounds. As you're just like a little bit paranoid about all that uh, rust. Yeah, we don't want infection. Not around here. So. Just to explain what that is, it would be 2d8 plus 2 hitch points. Mm-hmm. And it would also cure poison and cure disease. Indeed. So, so I'll just roll those now. So that's two. So that's nine in total. Cool. Nice, yo. So you heal up a little bit. Better than what I was. So. Hmm. so you guys start heading you out of this little bit of forest and you finally come to see the front of Sarnath. And um, do me do me a perception check on the gate as you're getting close. Some of this you'll just see anyway, but if, let's see if either of you pick up on anything more important. Perception check, 22. Nice. Uh, and I got an 18. 18? Okay. Um, so, Rogar, as you're walking up, you notice um, in front of the gate, you see a dead ghoul. Just one. Looks like something happened and this creature has died just about, I'd say, 
about 60 feet from the front of the gate. Okay. That's what you can see as you're approaching without getting any closer to kind of investigate it. Um, Varys, as you're looking around at the front of the gate with a uh, with a natural 20 or 24, you, you notice the ghoul as well, but you notice something a little bit stranger. You, you look at the gate, and the gate is clearly damaged. Hmm. But the damage is weird, and you're reminded of when you approached the city and you saw that tower that was like half destroyed. You look at this, and it looks like big chunks of the gate and the stonework are missing. The gate doors themselves are completely open, and they're also missing bits of wood and iron. And If you didn't know any better, it looks like this thing has been under siege and maybe hit with some uh, like some battering rams and some catapults and trebuchets and things like that. But what you notice with a natural 20, you notice lots of timber and stone on the floor near where the gate is. Hmm. So it's whether something smashed out and if there was that attack and... When I say, uh, you know, it's timber stone, almost like neatly stacked. Like it's appear- like it's been placed next to the gate. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, can, as that was like a, that, that was a perception check for sight. Uh, can, mm-hmm. I, can I do one for smell as well? Uh, are you trying to smell something in particular? Anything that isn't dead ghoul. Uh, in this vicinity, you, I'd say with your 18, you didn't smell anything around here anyway, apart from right. the dead ghoul. Right, okay. I'd say that would cover you for both. Right, okay, okay. So stone and wood placed neatly, but there's wreckage around. Are you telling me about it or or not? Yeah, so say, Rogar, there's, looks like this place has been like smashed in, but there's, obviously, if it's something smashed in, there'll be bits and everywhere, but it either it looks like someone's either tidied up or rebuilt, or attempt, like getting ready to rebuild, or I'm not sure. Hmm. Just see, just seem a bit strange now you point it out. Hmm. Um, Does that mean it's truly deserted? Hmm. Or have the girls got in? The girls done that? Or is there something else already there? If if it was deserted, I can't understand why there'd be a dead girl here. Hmm. Um. So. There's definitely something here, though. Rogar wants to go check out the dead ghoul. You know, just go and investigate it, basically. See if we can understand what happened to him. Sure. Um, do, do me an investigation. Are you gonna, you're going to wander over to what would essentially be the main road into Sarnath, where the yeah. ghoul is just lying. A uh, 15. A uh, 15? So you walk up to the ghoul, and you see uh, it's, it's clearly dead. Um, it looks like it fell forward, walking away from the city. So something was chasing it. Possibly. Has it got anything on it? Uh, in terms of equipment? Uh, yeah, equipment or gold or food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, now that you're a lot closer to this school, I'll give a bit more of a description around it. So this school actually looks a fair bit different to um, Meatbone. Not in a dramatic way in terms of like species, like it's, it's clearly still a ghoul, but this one is armored. It's wearing like a proper chest plate. Um, yeah, so this ghoul is wearing like full armor. Uh, it looks definitely like military armor. You can see it still doesn't have a weapon on it, so you would guess it probably still attacks with its claws and its bite, like you saw Meatbone do. This one definitely looks more like an actual soldier of some kind. Okay. Is it 
Is it purpose built for a ghoul or is it something that he's found and he's just put it on? Uh, it definitely looks like it fits him fine. Yeah, so it's purpose made. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, right. I'm just. I'm, well, I'm going to see. I'm guessing Meat's come over with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to see if Meat recognizes him or you know has any has any ideas why it might be fleeing the the city rather than entering it. Uh, Meat Bonal will have come with you, and he looks at the ghoul. He kind of pokes his head a little bit, turns it round, kind of inspects him, and goes, mm, "I don't know this one. Um, maybe, maybe there was fight. He flee like coward. I'm not sure." Hmm. Um, Would Varys know of if a ghouls had sort of like a military arm or anything like that? No, you wouldn't know no. anything about them. No, I'm so, as I say, I'll just look at I'll just look at Meatbone and go, I I didn't know that the ghouls had some sort of like ghoulish SAS sort of thing. He um he kind of sits back in his haunches and looks up and he goes, Oh yes, we have we have many. <laughs> Can I can can I take it like I don't know? Can I do? No, I don't suppose there is any point doing another perception check because I would have seen everything with the eighteen. I'm guessing uh, from a distance, but you, if you're trying to inspect him, if you wanted to do, you could do like a medical check, see if you had any idea how he died or things like that. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do one of them. Why not? Uh, a nine, nine. Looking him over uh, with a nine, you're not sure if you're. Just being blind, you don't really see any like stab wounds or anything. You're you're finding it very difficult to tell what killed the school. Hmm. Best you can say is he looks maybe a little thinner than like meat bone, which is a bit. That might just be maybe just be a different type of ghoul. Hmm. All right, okay. Um, not certain. Not with a nine. Is the armor? Can I can I make a perception to see if the armor's damaged? Uh, you can do an investigation on him. Turn yeah, him yeah, yeah, see yeah. What you see. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, can I can I provide like the help action to that? Um, already yeah, I'll the investigation. That. It means you get advantage, Paul. Okie dokie. So that'll be 23. 23, nice. Uh, 23, looking over the armor, you do not see any damage. It's a little bit uh, scuffed from the dirt from where he fell, but you don't see any puncture wounds. There's no, like, crushed bits of plate. It seems perfectly fine. Right. Well, I look at Meatbone, and obviously I think back to the battle we just said, I just go, you know what, Meatbone, you did pretty good back there. Um, Think about putting this on. Would it fit you? But it's no use to him dead if it fits you, because, you know. Mm. That's a pretty good idea. Uh, Meatbone looks and goes, hmm, yes, I will take. He would want it this way. And he starts stripping the armor off the ghoul and putting it on. It doesn't fit him perfectly, because Meatbone, you realize, has a bit more of like a... Compared to this ghoul, who looks like if he... Would wear this armor properly, he probably could like stand at attention, whereas Meatbone looks a lot more feral and like loping in his movements. Mm-hmm. So the armor looks a little strange on him, but it seems to go on okay. Yeah. I go up to I go up to Meatbone, just like I would write sort of roughly his hair and sort of go, You'd fit in with the ghoul SAS, wouldn't you? Oh, definitely. <laughs> now one last thing. He looks down at the ghoul and goes, I consign you to the great feast. And he rips off the ghoul's arm. <laughs> I was going to say I was going to take part of it as well, mm. if I, if I still can. I, I, I'll take the uh, the other arm, and you know, uh, I'm thinking head. Ah, uh, yeah, you can uh, take a moment, and you and Meatbone rip this body apart a little bit Varys, as you're doing. Varys oh, steps sorry. back. So Varys just steps back. Goes, you ghouls are fucking weird. 
Yeah, I mean, you, uh, Varys, this is fucking horrifying. You just found this dead soldier, and they are just tearing it apart. <laughs> doesn't seem to give a shit that it's another ghoul. In fact, he seems to take part of this almost joyously, and when you, I'm guessing, clearly look horrified and start yeah. like, backing away, he looks at you and goes, oh, do not worry. This is ghoul tradition. Eventually, you grow old or you die. You are to feed the others. It's part of family. When Rogar die, I eat him. <laughs> Rogar's laughing and just <laughs> pats Meatboat on the head. <laughs> I just, uh, um, I just, what uh, that at that moment, I could just quickly check my inventory and just check how many um, different more might. Like, Doses of ointment I have because I'm like, I think to, I've just Faris is thinking to himself, I am not fucking dying near these two. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Meepone looks at you and goes, It's okay. You are not cool. You must not be part of Great Feast. You I turn into jerky. Keep for a few days. And he walks past you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At that point, Varys goes, like, just shrugs his shoulders and thought, fuck it, let's just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nowhere else to be, fuck it. <laughs> so, um, with that, Meatbone now has an AC of 16, as it counts as a breastplate. Hey. Nice. Good for him. <laughs> cool. So, do you follow Meatbone into the city? That looks, that's where he's heading at the moment. Uh yeah, I'm guessing the gates the gates are like we can just walk through the gate. It's not yeah. like shut or anything. Oh no, no, they are completely open and like I say, parts of them. Like Rogar, if you hadn't have had it pointed out to you that there's like like timber and stone at the bottom, you'd almost think it was like just decayed or something, like it had fallen away. Like it doesn't look like it was attacked. It looks like it rotted. Oh right. Okay. Um but the yeah. gates are just wide open. Yeah, I'll follow. I'll follow Meatbone in, but I, want, I, I don't. I don't want to be like running in or anything. It's uh, it's a bit more of a you know. Yeah, we don't know what's in there. He's, he's obviously direction he's running and the way he's fell. There's something in there that's obviously well, could be hostile. Yeah, yeah, but we, you know, we'll just take, we'll we'll take our time as we go through and you know make sure we're as aware as you know we can be almost. Mm-hmm. So are are the pair of you actually attempting to stealth, or are you just walking in and keeping your eyes open? Um, we don't. I, I don't think we see anything around us. So um, unless somebody tells me to stealth, I'm not going to. Hmm. Uh, it's up to you guys. At the moment, you're like sixty feet outside the city, and you can't see too much inside the city at the moment. Obviously, right, so... you're walking through a main gate. There will be roads and buildings and blind corners and things. It is up to you guys what you're doing. Um, I was I was thinking perhaps we could just like sort of like carefully go up to the main gate and see what we can see from there before we okay. enter. Yeah. So uh, uh, we so you want to stealth up to the main gate? I think that might be wise, and then we can obviously make a better judgment call when we've sort of an idea what's beyond the gate. Okay. So we'll stealth up to the main gate and then take perception checks. Yes. So. Okay. Okay. Time. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not promising this is going to go well, but hey-ho. It's not. I get disadvantage on stealth rolls. Right. <laughs> I'm cool. a loud, noisy man. <laughs> I rolled a six. <laughs> Did I get a 13? Uh, yeah. Uh, 
13 and 6. Right, well, the uh, the stealthy boys rock up to the front gate. <laughs> uh, I mean, Meatbone didn't do too much better than you two, but he did do better. <laughs> <laughs> that, that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you get up to the front gate, and at least around the gate, and just in like the um, entrance row to the city, well, the first street in the city, really, you don't see any enemies right here. But you do see... Lots of buildings. This, at one point in time, was a massive, thriving city. Like, there are just building after building, and the pair of you just looking around, they're really nicely constructed. Like, you can see, um, like, marble pillars and just excellently crafted and designed homes. Like, even just these standard homes look nicely built and very secure and safe. And the walls, where the walls are intact, are huge and thick. And you would think, like, Rogar, you've, you've come from a major city, and Varys, you've been trained in the military. You, Both of you, in fact, have been trained in the military. You look at this place and think, I would not want to fucking siege this place. Like, no. Jesus. So yeah. they, they say, I said to Rogar, it's like, this place looks like it's built to last. Yeah. It's, uh... And if something smashed this through, it's going to be something powerful. Yeah, it's going to be something pretty big, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm, just trying so... to, I'm just trying to think what we can do. Is that what we can see from the main gate? Um, if you want to see anything more than that, you're going to have to do some perceptions. See what yep. you see. Awesome. That's what you, like, you're immediately hit with when you get to the gates, just the grandness of the city. Yeah, right. Perception it is. I got a 19. I got a 12. Okay. Um, a 19, Rogar, as you're glancing around, again, you notice this weird sense of decay, and with um, with Varys pointing it out earlier, you notice bits of the, uh, the stone streets are missing, like, flagstones, and you can just see the dirt underneath them in places. And as you look further down the road that starts to split off in various directions, you do see what you think might be just bones. Like, not full skeletons, but like the odd bone here and there. Hmm. Hmm. Now we see we got attacked by a flaming skull and two whole skull skeletons, so... Yeah. It's pretty strange. Hmm. Um, what do? I don't... <sighs> I'm thinking we're, we're going to have to go in because we think that, you know, if we think the Ghoul Legion's in there, that's kind of who we need to find, so... Yeah. I'm thinking we're still going to go in. Um, and we'll, uh, you know, um, yeah, we'll go in. We'll. I almost want to say we'll stealth our way in, but I, I don't think there's much point. They don't ask, you don't get, though, do you? You never know. Well, I suppose, I suppose you, uh, yeah, you never and, know. And the best hoping is we don't need to, if we stealth and it fails, it doesn't matter anyway because it's there to kill us. Isn't that right, Cookson? Mm, <laughs> yeah, <I'm> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on then. Um, we'll, uh, we'll stealth our way in, I'm thinking. And, you know, we'll try, yeah, we'll, again, it's like, you know, keeping our eyes open and, you know, trying to be a bit more. You know, aware of things around us. Yeah. I'm thinking, sound, sound okay. good? Yeah. So, let's roll this. Ooh. I roll a six again. <laughs> I got a 17. So, uh, Varys, you learn from your mistakes, and you start to actually crouching down and getting low, whereas Rogar, clump, 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 clump. Meatbone also got a, a 19, so... <laughs> Look, I can do a commando roll. Clank, clank, clank. <laughs> yeah. 
So you loudly start making your way into the city. <laughs> and as you start walking down the main street and you get to the sort of first fork, fork in the road that would split off to various other areas, you look down both sides and you see parts of hastily made barricades. Like people have like stuck wooden bits of fencing out and tried to lie like weapons on top of them. But you can see just decay over all of them. The fences are half built and all around these barricades, you can see just bones everywhere. And as you guys have walked into the city and you start witnessing this, both of you are hit with a overwhelming sense of despair and dread. Mm. Like you, you feel as if something is actively affecting you, that something horrible happened here and the sheer act of it is almost depressing you. It's dragging you into a very just absolute despair. Like both of you are hit with the thought of we should just sit down on the floor and just give up right now before we get any further in this place. Is me affected by this as well? Uh, he does seem to be sloping a little lower, like he's not leaping off into the distance like he normally does. He's kind of dragging his uh, claws and feet behind him a little bit. Mm. I'm thinking... Uh, I'm thinking... Uh, is, there, is there any kind of... I don't suppose there is. There is kind of a check we could do. I was thinking maybe perception to see if there's anything... If it's something that's slide of sight and it's looking at us, or we maybe we could see it, but I don't know. Mm. Um, if it's magic based, maybe not. No, Arcana is sort of like um, artifacts or something, isn't it? Something like that. Uh, Arcana is to like detect, well, to understand magical based things. So yeah, whether so you're looking at items or understanding stuff, I mean, this was just like an overwhelming feeling the moment you started walking into the city. Right. So I mean, I'll say this. Just walking around, like you didn't see anything, at least when you walked in. Mm. Okay. Um, mm. So it might not necessarily be, oh, I don't know, actually. Um, but yeah, where you are at the moment, where this road forks in two different directions, you, both of those directions have these like badly made barricades and just they're covered in bones. Could we see anything at the, like, is, can we see any like buildings in the distance at all? Oh, there's buildings everywhere. It's a, it's a heavily built up city. Right, right. So we wouldn't, we, but we wouldn't be able to tell the importance of the, like the buildings are down each. Yeah, if, it, if anything's more grander than the other side, for example. Yeah, um, where you are, all the buildings look relatively uniform. You're guessing this is probably like the suburby area near a um, near a gate entrance. Hmm. So I'm assuming we like we we can't go towards any of the barricades. Yeah, you can do. They're they're like um, what I'm saying. They're like uh, hastily thrown up ones. They're like half-height ones. So like people have rested like spears on top of them to hold back some sort of encroaching enemy. But this feeling of despair is just everywhere you go. It's almost like the whole place is radiating it. Right. So it's, might not it's not necessarily a magical thing. It's just the thought of, oh shit, there's something bad yeah. happened here. Um, do any of the... Well, I'll say this. Both of you do me an arcana check. Okay. All right, okay. 13. A 12. Neither of you are certain. Let's say it's just this overwhelming feeling. In fact, when you try to consider it, you just feel sad that you can't work it out. Mm. Mm. This isn't good. Um, I'm, I'm thinking we just press on. You know, we, we press on. We, we pick a direction. 
we press on as fast as we can and you know the you know this this wavers maybe or it might know, pass yeah yeah because i'm thinking it, it's not debilitating um you know it, but it, it, it's obviously disturbing mm. um so i'm thinking you know the the we can we can either let it put us down and like you know stop us here and you know we we go home and we give up or we can you know try and power through you know and try and keep going almost so I'm thinking you know we need to power through this we need to make you know we need to make you know move forward yeah could could we tell which way would take us closer to the center of the city. Uh, from here, you don't know. Right. Uh, say this, this is such a large city. You can probably find your way to the center, no matter what. And from both of you knowing, like cities like Varad and the center is probably where like the markets and the stalls mm. would be and the shops. But um, yeah, at the moment, it's kind of a left or right choice. Which way do you go? Um, do Do any of the spears look particularly nicer than any of others? Um, do me investigation. An eleven. Um, with an eleven. You walk up to the barricades and I say, like, you just see bones everywhere. Like, you looking at these things, you have to imagine they've been here for a goddamn long time because you're not seeing any any flesh on anything. And all the clothes seem to have rotted away. The armors that you find all look tarnished and rusted and, like, broken apart. And the first couple of spears you pick up actually just decay in your hand. Like, they fall apart. Hmm. And then you see, with an 11, you see one that uh, seems to still have some uh, resilience. And you pick it up, and it doesn't seem to be a particularly impressive spear with an 11, but what you do find is it has the crest of the city, which is like a a shield with an S, a very stylized-looking S in the center of it for Sarnath. Okay. So, so this could have been the city guard that was here. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the spear. Sure. Um, just... just... You know, just in case, and um, yeah, I, I think we had to, you know, down whichever road that was on. Yeah, because we don't. There's no different sources at the minute, so no, no. Yeah, we'll go down that one then. I agree. Unless, unless Meatbone has any idea, unless Mel. Anybody. Uh, he is apart from looking a bit sad. He doesn't really know what to go at the moment. He walking onto like the the actual stone floor. He can't just follow the uh, muddy footprints anymore. Hmm. Right, in that case, then, um, yeah, Rogar will go that way. Yeah, right. uh, seems the best thing to do. Okay. So you start walking down this road, and again, you just see that this these signs of these buildings that are what you would think are decayed, but then you see on the floor the building materials. So whether someone was trying to build them back or something, you're not certain. But there's, like, massive chunks of these buildings just gone. Some, as you're walking down the streets, you can see inside, and there's just tons of decay, like the what would have once been fine tables and chairs are just rotted and falling apart or collapsed. You see what would have been curtains and tapestries are just nothing more than string. And as you're walking through the city, as I say, this overwhelming sense of despair just lays on top of you in just this oppressive way. But eventually, as you walk down this road, you do spot another ghoul body. This one very clearly as you're approaching was viciously stabbed with these massive holes through its uh, armor whoa right. um can i take a perception check just to you know see if i'd spot anything around us 
Certainly, go for it. An eight. An eight? With an eight, you can't exactly tell where, but you hear crying. Very, like, low, whimpering crying, like... <laughs> like that. Oh, okay, like more like a human than a... than a, a Like a dog. Just what it sounds like, yeah. Like a some sort of scared, lost human. Okay. Right. Bearing in mind what's been our feeling that we've had. Yeah. Um, this, this could be what's causing it. Can I can I investigate the uh, the, the ghoul? Sure. Body um, first. A twelve on that. A twelve. It seems to be armored similarly similar to the one that you saw previously, except this one's armor is completely damaged and is covered with just this uh, ghoulish blood all over it. This man, this ghoul was clearly killed. Right, okay. Um, and I'm thinking we head towards whatever's crying. Oh, God, it's a fucking... It, I know what it... Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I think we still need... We, we need to go towards it, but we need to be wary of it as well. Okay. So you're going to try follow where you're hearing the crying coming from? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, unless anybody has, you know, any other ideas. Uh, at this moment in time, no. But I, I you say... Um, this thing could be causing how we're feeling. So yeah, let's be let's be careful. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, I want to. I, I I don't want again. I don't want to. You know, I, I I don't mind going up to you know where I can see it. Hopefully, without it seeing me. Well, let's do this. Both of you roll me a perception check and see which one of you manages to follow the right sound. Because this crying you start to hear is just like echoing around all these empty buildings. It's very difficult. I got a ten. I don't. I don't get advantage because it sounds so. Mm. A twenty. Boom. Twenty. So Varys, you go in one direction. You start looking into a couple of the buildings, and Rogar, you check out a different one. You're both trying to seek out this noise, and uh, Meatbone's sniffing around, but he can't really smell anything. It seems. But Rogar, as you get close to one of the doors in a um, one of these ha- houses, as you're guessing, it was literally someone's home at one point, and it's just dark inside. But obviously, with your uh, your vision, you'd be able to see. And you start creeping up to it, and you can hear crying from the doorway. You don't see anything, but you're guessing maybe it's coming from upstairs. And um, with a twenty on top of the crying, you start to hear um, a voice as well. Just going. So low, so alone, so scared. Oh God, they're gonna come back. They're gonna come back. I know it. Like someone's having just the worst time. Hmm. Um. Can I? Is is? Are the other two guys like you know near me or within? They're within shouting distance. You guys were just checking the buildings just off the street. Okay, are they within 120 feet of me? Yeah. Um, so then I don't have to shout. I'm going to cast message, because uh, it's a cantrip, and tell them to come over to me quietly. Okay. All right. Barris, you hear a voice in your head? Yep. Go, oh, yep. what's he found? And I'll obviously, I'll know where he is, won't I? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're all within vision of each other. Yeah, I'll come over as quietly as I can. Um, yeah, so... Um, I'm thinking that, you know, somebody who, you know, 
doesn't look like kind of what's just attacked here or what's come through here or, you know, might go and speak to them and, you know, uh, well, Varys, to be honest, I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, me and my, uh, my buddy here, you know, <sighs> probably aren't the most welcoming of faces, you might want to say. Um, you know, and I'm sure a, a, fire, a fiery-haired young lad like yourself, uh, you know, might might be able to um, pry her out of her uh, stupor, shall we say? Is it her? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I'm assuming it's a her. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm voting you go, and then like I'll give I'll nudge meat, give him a bit of an elbow, so he puts his hand up as well, so that you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, just, I just look at Rogar, just like go. Is this some sort of initiation or something to join the Google Club? <laughs> if you would like to think of it that way, <laughs> <laughs> just I just goes, just so you know, it's an associateship. I'm not eating shit. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll. I suppose I've got no choice. <laughs> All right, if you're just going to go for it, so you're going into the building. Um, <laughs> hmm. I mean, you can you can take a investigation on the door. Of that's what I was. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Um, I'll investigate the door, see if there's any sort of like traps or any magical sea like like barriers or something like that. If he's sure. still on, if he's still on the outside with me, can I give him the help action again? Yeah, sure. You can both investigate the door. Roll yeah, okay. advantage. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry, investigate. That's seventeen. Seventeen. Sure. Uh, the door is open, unlocked, and you don't see any traps or magical sigils or anything like that. Right. The uh, Looking just inside, the downstairs seems abandoned. This building seems a little bit more intact than some of the others. It's very dark inside. Mm. Um, it's a half-alpha, I believe you have um, dark vision, right? I have dark vision, but I think it's shade of grey. Yeah, so you can just see like a, a sort of grey sheen or everything. Like, there's no lights in here, but mm. there's clearly a set of stairs that go up that seem to still be intact. Right. And um, that's where you're hearing the crying from. The upstairs. Um, fuck. Um, Varius is currently shitting himself, but um, I guess I... Can I... I'm just trying to figure out if this upstairs would be like sort of like open plan sort of thing. So it's like, without going up and making a perception check, I'm not going to know that. And that might be too late. Um, right. Um... Can I stealth up the stairs? I know this is a risk. Sure, you can try stealth. Yeah. Ooh. 13? Yeah. Okay, 13. But just so, so my head is at top of the stairs, if that makes sense. So it's All level. Right. Yeah, level with the floor. Okay, so you stealth into the room by yourself, because Rogar is being a coward, and um, you start making your way up the stairs. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> As you get your head just above, you see the second floor, and it seems to break off into a number of different rooms, and you can hear the crying coming from the first room on the right, Shit. just as you get up. So I can't see him yet. Um, now, is the creature aware that I'm there yet, or do I not you, know? You wouldn't know. Right. Um, you can just hear crying louder now, because you're a lot closer. Right. Um... Can I make a perception check to see if any of the doors are open on the rooms? Obviously, you said it's the, she's in, the, the cries come from the first room on the right. Yep. Can I make a perception to see if any of the doors are open? 
Uh, I'd say you could just see. Um, the door on the right is shut, but uh, with like a slight gap, so you can tell that it would just be able to be pushed open. The two rooms in front of you uh, both have wide open doors. Right. Can I, can I just say, uh, as I'm still downstairs, um, can I can I use my uh, like well divine sense for like good and evil? Mm-hmm. Can I can I like can I do that just while I'm while I'm hanging around just to see if I sense any like evil around or anything? Yeah, sure. Are you so? Remind me what you detect with that, it's like undead and some other things. So. Any, in any 60 feet until the end of my next turn, I can locate any celestial fiend un, or undead. I know the type, also know any place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated. Okay. Um, within 60 feet with that, yeah. uh, this entire city is desecrated. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Something horrifyingly unholy happened here. And the moment you start trying to focus on it, that despair hits you even harder. And it's almost like you can momentarily hear the screams of the citizens as something just monstrous happened here. And in terms of sensing undead, you can sense in some of the buildings ahead of you um, undead, specifically, and they appear to be ghosts. Okay. Oh, Rogar doesn't do well with ghosts. <sighs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I feel Rogar's despair. <laughs> <laughs> As for Varys, he's right next door to. So, um, shit. Um... <laughs> Sorry. So, so, Varys, as Rogar's focusing outside and learning some horrifying information, you stood just uh, just next to the landing, and you, this crying is just getting worse. It's just like. So alone, so alone. I'm just here, all alone. I don't know what to do. What do I do? What do I do? Can I'm um, debate whether I actually speak to it? Um, can I? Can I? Sh- oh God, we're gonna, I'm gonna have to interact with it somehow. Or do I? Or do I just get the fuck out of there? <laughs> um, it doesn't seem threatening. But yes. my only, my, my, my only thing is, is oh, what's it called? Does, it, does, does anybody remember that game on the Xbox 360 where like you went around shooting zombies and stuff like that and then there was one of them that was called a witch oh, and it was Left always hidden Left, Left, Left for Dead and it was crying and like whimpering like, th- like this one was and then you you turned around and it chased you and you're like shit 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry but that's exact, that's why I didn't go up the stairs <laughs> uh, right. Unfortunately, Varys never played Left 4 Dead, so. Uh... No, Varys hasn't played Left 4 Dead, but um, yeah, I was thinking fear, but then you know, um, shit. Um, I'm gonna throw a fireball at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let's piss off the potentially, you know, insta kill sort of monster. Um, I'm, I'm gonna interact. Fuck it gonna walk up to the door but i'm gonna sort of like hide no press my back against the wall so i can reach my hand out and push the door are you attempting to stealth into the room no are you attempting to stealth just to the door just to the door okay roll me a stealth yeah stealth is that an 11 16 yeah 
Okay, so you stealth up to the door, and with that 16, you push it open. Again, the crying gets louder now that the door is fully open. Yeah. Nothing else seems to happen as you wait a moment. That seems strange, because if they... They would know something's there if I've opened the door. Not with a 16 stealth, you hope. Hmm. Well, the door's opened. <laughs> um, Depends if they're looking at the door. True. Are you going to look inside? Uh, I might just pop my head around the door just to see if I can see in the room, make a perception check. Sure. I'll say the room's small enough. You don't really need a perception check. You look around the uh, wall and look past the door and you see a huddled figure with a ragged cloak and hood up and over them like they've just like swaddled themselves in some sort of makeshift cloak or blanket and they're just shuddering on the floor crying they're down like on their knees like shaking back and forth is it just like a regular sized person seems to be it's a fucking witch uh, <laughs> uh just trying to figure out can i make out whether it's can I, is it is literally just a cloak i can't like a figure i can't tell what's underneath it not from here no and it's got its back to you. Right. Bible, Bible. Can I... Oh. <laughs> see, I want to see if, if I can ready a spell just in case. Is that possible? Uh, it depends what you're doing. You can ready a spell and tell me what the trigger is, but what are you actually doing? What's the What's the plan? Walk me through it. Well, I was going to ready a... Just for now, it would be a cantrip. Okay. Which would be... Uh... Depends what it is, if it's magical or not, or if it will attack physically. Because I was going to put something like Blade Ward as a a cantrip. It says resistance against bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage dealt by weapon weapon attacks. Um, But it's whether it would just attack straight up with magic straight away, if that's the case. So I don't know if that would would help. As far as we know, it's just just a a regular person who's upset by the thing that's up, you know, that's kind of upset us, but. You know, it, mm. you, I think you're gonna you're, you're gonna have to like I don't know speak or that's what I was thinking. Summit. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay behind the door in the wall. I'm gonna have my back pressed against the wall. Okay. And I'm going to shout into the well, not shout into the room. But I'm going to talk, sort of like a soft sort of like unthreatening way, if that makes sense. Sort of like, hello, are you okay in there? He's speaking like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be um, I'm speaking softly. There we go. He, okay, you say that into the room. The figure continues to kind of rock backwards and forwards and just goes, "So lost, so lost, so lost. Why am I so lost? Why can't I get out? Why? What's going on?" We've just come into the city. There's, it's. Well, I can point you in the right direction if you just want to get out of the city. Other than that, where are you going? Where are you trying to get to? As you say that, the figure starts to stand up. Oh, great. And as it does, the cloak that was covering it drops away. And as you're looking at this thing's back, you just see a bunch of lumps all kind of pushed together as you look at its fully just nude form with this stretched out musculature that's pulled tight against the bone and as those lumps shift you watch as five long arms that end in like pointed claws almost like almost like stingers 
unfurl. We know what killed that girl. You do indeed, and you just hear it go, So lost, so lost, so lost. Don't leave! And it runs at you. I fucking run down them stairs and shout, (laughs) Rogar! (laughs) (laughs) Told you it was a witch! I told you! And uh, I think that's where we. I think that's where we end this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, that was ace. So we've now got some fucking dead space bitch running after us. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, <laughs> it's, only, it's only coming for a hug. Yeah, it, it's coming for a hug. <laughs> a spiky hug. <laughs> well. That ghoul was covered in puncture marks. <laughs> oh, oh god, my hate my HP's not ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you guys could have gone into the city, rested for an hour, healed up with some hit dice. Nah, let's go exploring. That's what I was fun. I was contemplating that, but Rogue was like, Yeah, let's go. I was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, what's what's even worse is I was like, Oh, uh, I could really do the rest. I want those spell slots. But I'm sure. I'm sure Paul's all fine. He's only I've been hit twice. We'll have to carry on. <laughs> Just I'm not going to spoil my hit points for the listeners, but I'm going to take a picture of my hit points. <laughs> hey, bear in mind, this is me healing as well. I've used and I have sent that to the WhatsApp group right now. <laughs> uh, you're all right. You've got a fighter. You've got second wind and stuff like that. Yeah, you're fine, this, I'm is sure. like, this is why I'm not panicking too much. <laughs> so, oh. Uh... This creature is really fun. I like it. <laughs> We're gonna. I'm gonna get a hole in the head. I? <laughs> I mean, there's a chance. <laughs> that's for next week. Absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, everyone. That was Gunpowder Treason No Plot. Hope you had fun watching uh, Paul's second character approach death. And uh, if. <laughs> you can find us on all major podcast providers and if you want to get in touch with any of us we are on twitter i am at treason no and all my players are on there with their player names and gtmp at the end of it we also have a facebook group and a wordpress website all under gunpowder treason no plot and i will uh, turn you over to my co-hosts so that they can say their goodbyes as usual if you have enjoyed hearing my voice as much as i enjoy hearing my own voice you can find me on the Lost Art Podcasting and the Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter at Lost Art Podcast and at LAOW Podcast. And maybe one day, you'll find me in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK, Europe for now. And you can also find me on those two fine podcasts, but you can also find me on the UK RAD Podcast. We are on Twitter, we're on at UKRAD Podcast. We're on Facebook. You can find the podcast on places like Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Spreaker, many other places beginning with S. But yeah, you can also find my alter ego that's on the show, Steve. And he's on Steve AOT GTMP on Twitter. And he likes to piss off Rogar. <laughs> Ah, well, once again, thank you for joining us, everyone, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. See ya. See ya.
good. Do you like Dungeons and Dragons? Of course you do. Do you like people with New Zealand accents? Of course you do again. Wake up, bucko. It's the fate of Iceland. We roll dice, laugh a lot, and tell a surprisingly compelling tale about a plucky group of weirdos. Hey, who are you calling a weirdo? Who gets swept up in a quest to quote-unquote save the world off Iceland. There's action, excitement, and there's a lot of apples. Seriously, there's way too many apples. It's uh, it got way out of proportion. Weird as my mother's top lip. On the Necropodicon Network. See you there. That'll do. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects that you heard within this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so make sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.